Welcome to Guarding Talk, back on to NURFM. Today we are joined by Judy Sharp. Great to have you back once again. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, we kicked the specialist out today. <laughs> it's a quick turnaround. Yeah, You were yeah. only with us a few weeks ago, yes, and now you're back again. Yes, I know. But I did hear him say something about uh, the old duck. I think he has mentioned that once or twice, yes. Mm, I did hear that last week, so... Um, you know, unfortunately, you won't be listening today while I give him a serve. <laughs> <laughs> well, besides giving Scott a serve, what do you got for us today? Well, look, at, um, you know, it's interesting how something trips your train of thought. Yep. Uh, this morning, I ducked down to Coles very quickly, and uh, there's a lovely bloke down there called Warwick, and uh, he advises me on wine, and I advise him on gardening. But the other thing is he tells great jokes. Okay, yep. So when I went in this morning, not to buy wine, just to use a shortcut, of course, um, I said to Warwick... It's a bit so, early for buying wine, isn't it? Well, it was about 11.30. Okay, right on. Yeah, I'm pretty fast when I do my shopping. And uh, I said, Warwick, so have you pruned your roses yet? Yep. I said, right, okay. Have you fertilised them? Yep. What have you fertilised them with, Warwick? Poultry manure. I said, oh, that's great. Is that all you've done? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I'm going to give you some advice on the program today. Warwick, if you're listening, and all other rose pruners out there, after you do the poultry manure, don't forget the rose food in three weeks' time. Right. So that's all he's done. He's only put the poultry manure on, so I caught him out today. So... He'll be listening, and now he knows he's got to put the rose food on. And, and it's amazing. A lot of people prune and don't follow all the processes. I've had some people in over the weekend saying, can I still spray with lime sulphur? No, because there are leaves on the roses now, and the lime sulphur burns them. So they've left their run too late. Right. But spring has come. It has. It has come in a very big way. Yeah, yeah. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. It's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. If you've got a question for Judy Sharp, you can give us a call on 49216216. Now, we have come into the month of spring at Judy. We're talking clipping roses before, but you just mentioned to me off air, it's a good time to start getting your veggie garden going again. Yeah, well, I remember you did plant zucchinis. Did yeah, I did. Did they come to Brilliant. fruition or? Oh, they did. We got a, I got a few out of them. Oh, right, right. But now, what, what are you prepared to do now? Well, I've got to rip out the... Zucchini plants. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe carrots or something again or... Carrots? Well, they're easy, aren't they? Oh, they are. Carrots are easy. You can grow them all year round, but they're not really a summer crop or a spring crop, are they? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You can plant carrots now. Um, but I thought you might be looking at um, maybe some tomatoes. Oh, yeah. That could, yeah. Be a good, that could be a go. Or maybe yeah. the smaller ones. Yeah, only the smaller ones because the fruit fly doesn't attack them. That's um, that's a bit of a secret. I think, I think I've remembered that. Yeah, good. But, you know, um, of course, um, you'll prepare the soil, won't you? Yep. How do, what, what, <laughs> Slight what, just, hesitation just, there, listeners. Just, just turn the soil over? That's all I've got to do? No, 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 no. The oh. zucchinis would have eaten everything that was good in that soil. Yeah. So now you've got to put in some cow manure. That's what tomatoes and summer veggies like. Right. Oh, that's... And then... An, all-purpose plant food and leave it perhaps a week. Okay. Yep. But, you know, with the little sweet bites, you really need to put in steaks. Remember, they just ramble and grow everywhere, but uh, they're fantastic product. Right, excellent. I've got plenty of twigs, so that can work. Twigs? I can put twigs on it, can't I? Oh, you could. As... Where have you got all the twigs from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
Now, you're not going to go and fertilise with poultry, are you? No. What are you going to do? Um, did you just tell me that before? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, why I'm bringing that up is because there's always a little bit of controversy about what kind of fertiliser you use um, in the summer and winter. Okay. Winter vegetables like poultry... But you're now going to spring and summer, so you're going to use cow manure. Right, cow manure. Yeah, of course. Excellent. Easy. So yeah. what's the difference for that? Well, because poultry uh, is alkaline. Okay. And uh, winter veg is like lime in the soil, and poultry manure tends to do that, whereas the summer veg is like acidic soil. It's not complicated, really. No, it's not. No. It's not rocket science. It's... I might write this down, though. I might get you to leave some notes <laughs> before you leave the end of today, though. It's Gardening Talkback on 2 and you RFM, and we do have Helen on the line from Fletcher. She's got a question about camellias. Oh, oh yes. It's Helen here. Hi, Helen. I'm inquiring about camellias. Yes. I've got, I've got my camellias, and then I've got a few dead branches. You know, do I chop those off? Uh, Helen, are they Sasanquas or Japonicas? Um... Oh, good question. A small leaf um, or a big, thick leaf? And are they finishing flowering now? Yes, they're finishing flowering. They're evergreen. And they're evergreen. And are they, um, what colour are they? Nice, big what, flowers? Yeah, well, I've got smallish flowers, but there's a variety of colours. There's pinks and whites and reds. And just some of them, you know, one or two of them have got like, like a dead branch that, you know, you can just break off and it's, you know, no green, and I thought, well, do I cut that back? Yes, Hard, that's does it come again. Yes, it will. But look, that's why I was checking with you. Had sasanquas or japonicas because sasanquas, they're the earliest flowering ones in autumn. They tend to be a bit prone uh, to getting um, a bit of dieback, uh, particularly when we've had a lot of. Um, rain which we have you know we've had a few heavy heavy heavies uh, and they get a, a little bit of root rot um, so I would not only prune those um, dead branches off but I'd also water a fungicide through the soil and give them a spray Helen. Oh okay because the other branches are quite green and fine. Yes yeah well you don't want it to spread but the other thing is now they've finished flowering you give them a little bit of cow manure. Okay and they love it. So, you know, if they're under stress a little bit for from a bit of fungus, well, if you give them the cow manure as well, well, you know, that will stimulate some new growth for you. Okay, beautiful. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Helen. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Thank you, Helen. We've got Paul now from Hamilton, and he's got a question about watering his veggie patch. Hello, Paul. Hello. Uh, I'm just wondering if you could put soda water... Uh, on your vegetable plants. Uh, sorry, was it soda water, Paul? Yeah, 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 soda water, yeah. Uh, did someone give you a case of it for nothing or something? <laughs> no. No? No, no. Oh, okay. I've been told if you do that, it, it makes the veggie grows a little bit, uh, bit, uh, grows a bit uh, quicker. Oh, okay. And it does too, don't tell me. <laughs> oh, have you tried it? Yeah. You I have. put it on my radishes, and I can't pronounce the word, the little red bowls and that, and it's basically a little golf ball size. Well, I put one out and then it looked like a tennis ball. 
Really? It grew that much? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, we Paul, I'm just, I don't drink soda water, so you can yeah, probably tell us. I don't, too. Well, okay, <laughs> well, what's in soda water? Some kind of mineral, is it, Greg? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. It must be mineral in it. It's got gas in it because I gas the, the soda water and I let it uh, stay over for like a couple of days, then take the gas out of it a little bit, then I just tip it around the veggie plants. Well, that's very interesting, Paul. I wonder if any of our other listeners have um, used soda water. Uh, I know I use beer. And that it goes well with beer, I know that, because it makes them grow that quick and that you can't catch up to do the weeds. But that's probably the hops in the beer, but I don't know about that soda water. <laughs> oh, well, well, I, I think... Make, like to be plants drunk, but I can't make them drunk having soda water, I'll tell you that now. Well, I hope that someone else rings in and confirms this soda water trick. Um, yeah. And I'm going to check on a bottle and just see what's what kind of minerals in there. Yeah, or put on your plant to see what happens. Your plant will love you. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, well, dear. Well, look, thank I'll you for that I'll... information. But um, I'd say it might be a bit expensive for people to be putting beer on their veggie patch. Sounds like a waste. Oh, no. No. I don't drink beer. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I just buy, I just grow the Harvey vegetables to make me ready fill up with fresh vegetables every day. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful, dear. Well, you keep doing that, and we'll listen on, and hopefully someone yeah. else will ring in that's been using soda water. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, and then have someone got some bubbles ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasant change, Paul. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Jeez, thanks, Paul. It's an interesting experiment. It is. Yeah, we're going to try it. Well, we may as well now. We may as well. What, the beer or the soda water? Oh, I'm not tipping beer on the garden. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> <laughs> What's a bottle of soda water cost, I wonder? Oh, you could probably get some cheap ones. I don't know. Yeah. We'll look into it. But he did say he lets it go flat. Yeah, I think he said he lets a bit of the gas out. Yeah, a bit of the gas out, yeah. Oh, well, we might try it with full gas and without gas. Might. When you plant your tomatoes, you do the experiment. I've got a feeling it might ruin the soil, but anyway, <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Guarding talk back onto when you are FM. If you've got a question for Judy Sharp, 49216216. And we've got Marie, and she's got bendies growing near her roses. Oh, I can feel that prickling already the combination of the roses and the bendies, Marie. Oh, hello, Judy. Nice to talk to you. Oh, dear, yeah, that's a problem. I would, yeah, I. They weren't there, and I went out yesterday. I got to the stage; they've been pruned. I've had the chook manure around them, and I was going out with a black marvel. And bindies were—they've come up around the roses, not have in you... the grass on the roof. And I want to know how close I can go with the zero. No, oh, <laughs> no, oh, you can't. <laughs> have you... to let the bindies grow or dig them out. Yeah, dig them out, darling. Look, um, you, you, you would probably... Long... Sorry. Uh, you would probably remember a few years ago, swains in Sydney, you know, they grow the magnificent roses and they mm-hmm. have all the demonstration rose beds. Uh, and a young man, uh, I, I, from memory now, I think he might have been uh, an apprentice, he used uh, a container that had um, zero in it or Roundup that mm. had been used for that um, mm. and he um, he sprayed all the 
demonstration roses down there and they all um, went into a fit. Um, uh-huh. And uh, it was a bit of a mystery for a while and they sorted out what had actually happened. But, um, you know, I'm, look, I find that roses, if out of any plant, they're the most temperamental about sprays. So I'm a bit reluctant for you to do that, dear. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think maybe dig them out. Well, they got such deep roots on them. Oh. It is it's unbelievable. I might have to let them live together. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both prickly, aren't they? But um, well, have you got a, got them in your lawn? No, they're not in the lawn. Not in the lawn. Um, oh. uh, well, yeah, I have a, a van do the mowing. And I, I think they, he doesn't, between each mows, he doesn't, Clean they, they seem to come up. Yeah, yeah. and he's drawn along the edging there, and they got on the, the wrong side of the edging. They're on the part where the roses are. There's four in a row under the window. So seeing I've done so much hard work with them, I think they'll... I can't go out and dig them out. Well, of it. I'd give him the job. Yeah, he doesn't do gardening, only mowing. Oh, right, okay, darling. He does usually spray once a year, but he missed out this year for some reason or other. Uh, I don't know what. Well, look, um, the only thing I could suggest is um, Scott's method where he puts on a um, a, a rubber glove, glove, a rubber glove, and then he puts a cotton one over the top and Mm -hmm. he dips his fingers in the Roundup and just wipes it on the the um, bin, do you say? Yeah. So. I, I, I could do that, but I've, I've got zero. Zero, yes, that's the same. Yeah, and, no, it's, um, yeah, it is the same. Um, they yeah. are, um, uh, they're just product names. Um, I was, yeah. I was wondering if I'd just go out with a large piece of cardboard, you know, and shield the rose. No, But I'm worried spray. about the roots if it's... If it's yeah. going down to the roots of the yeah. bindies, yeah. it might be roots of the roses there too. I know. I think the wiping on method might work better for you, dear. I'll try wiping on. I'll try it because I've gone this far and I've only just got to put the black marvel on them and I thought, oh, my job will be done apart from watering, but not so. Yeah. But um, can I ask you, um, uh, what's what's the black marvel that you're putting on? Black marble rose food. Oh, that's the name of the rose food. Oh, right. Okay. Um, But the other thing is, I'll be feeding the bindies. (laughs) (laughs) You will. But please make sure you put that rubber glove on first because you don't want it getting on your hands. No, I'll do that. I'll put I'll put two gloves on. Okay. Very good. Bend down and do that, and because they're not bindies that are standing high, they're just low, and they haven't got any little claw, you know, the bite things on them yet, they're soft. Yeah. So if I just wipe them over, I'll go around and do that tonight. With, oh, no, in, no, nice, no, you need the sun, about six hours of sun. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, I'll do them tomorrow morning. Okay, that's a great idea. Okay, I'll Good try luck with, with it. I'll try just wiping my hands over that, but I just didn't want it to go down to the bindi root and the rose roots. I thought they might be too close. Well, hopefully at this stage the bindi roots haven't gone that far. That mm, yeah, yeah, I've got a few ads amazing how deep they go. Yeah, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Okay, I okay. will. Thank you very much for Thank your you, help. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. Bye. Right, thank you. Bye. 
forecast for Hunter, coastal waters, winds are northeasterly at about 10 knots and then increasing up to 15 to 20 knots in the afternoon. Seas around about one metre and then by the early evening they'll be getting up to 1 to 1.5 metres into a swell of around about one metre. Next high tide about 25 past 5. Currently at Nobby's, winds are easterly at 13 knots, gusting at 16 knots, humidity 66% and it's 19 degrees. Gardening talk back on to NURFM. If you've got a question for Judy Sharp, 49216216. And we've got Anthony from Duns Creek and he's got a question about putting chook poo on his veggies. Good afternoon, Anthony. Hello, Judy. How are you? I'm very well. I'm sure your voice is familiar, isn't it? It could be a little bit, Judy. I was I was just listening to you talk about not putting um, poultry manure on veggies, uh, particularly not in the summer. But I was just wondering whether it was just one particular type of poultry manure because I've got this goose called Bill that I think his poo would be fantastic on my garden. Right, OK. Look, I'm sorry, Anthony. I'm not too sure about the alkalinity of goose poo um, or the acidity. Uh, but at well, this, this time... This, it, it's a very special goose, Judy. I'm sure he is, Anthony. And has he had any babies? He has, Judy. Oh. Will and, that make a difference to the alkalinity or acidity of his poo, Judy? Um, well, I think, you know, I, you're so good with animals, Anthony, that maybe you could test it for acidity or alkalinity before you use it. Well, I, I have heard that, that rubbing the white bit of it on your lips is really good for your lips. So I thought it might be particularly good for tomatoes. Right, OK. Um, uh, now, you, you're not... Um, one of these fellows, Anthony, that would, you know, how they feed the geese to get their um, their livers, are you? Oh, absolutely not, particularly not with this goose called Bill. Oh, that's a pretty ordinary it's... name, isn't it? No, he's a very special goose, Judy. I, I, have you had anything to do with geese at all, Judy? Oh, look, just a little, Anthony. Um, I did have Desi and Lucy for about 25 years. Well, that, I, that, that's a, quite a bit of experience, Judy. Yes, but... The, and you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have come across a goose called Bill at any stage, would you? Uh, I have, but I gave it to um, uh, uh, a chap called Mr Husband, so um, I don't quite know whether that's my Bill or not, Anthony. I, I think, Judy, <laughs> it is one in the same Bill. <laughs> Oh, that Bill, he was vicious. He was beautiful. Oh, you sit him on your knee and pat him. I know the story. You're just <laughs> trying to trick me today, but you know what, Anthony? I remember Monday's your day off, darling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I don't think I don't think he would be doing enough for you to put on your vegetables anyway. What about his, his girlfriends and his progeny? Oh, gosh. When am I going to get some photos of these latest babies? I can send them to you any time you like. We've actually... One of Bill's girlfriends is actually sitting on a nest as we speak. Uh-huh. Big mm. eggs, aren't they? Big eggs. Big eggs. Big eggs. They taste anyway, good. Anyway, <laughs> Judy, I won't take up any more of your time. It's lovely to hear your voice on the radio. Thank and we you, hope to Anthony. See you soon. I hope to see you too soon too, darling. 
Take care. Love to George. Bye. Thanks. Bye. A lovely trip down memory lane here, a gardening tour pack. <laughs> I was a bit suspicious because um, uh, I knew it was Anthony's day off today, but, um, you know, he's not the kind of bloke that would normally ring up garden talk back. <laughs> so uh, he's very proud of how they turned um, this bill around. He lived at the nursery, oh, yeah. but he wouldn't let anyone near him. And when we were closing the big nursery... Um, I said, I know you've got a lot of creatures. You wouldn't like a male goose, would you? And they came down and got him. And um, they sent me a photo that afternoon. He's sitting up on their knee and they're patting him. But he hated all of us. Must be the goose whisperer or something called. Must be. There must be goose whisperers. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Keith now and he's got a question about, well, cow manure on passion fruit. We've got a lot of manures going on today. Hi, Keith. How are you, Judy? Very well. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. My question is, uh, there's been a fair bit of talk in the last month about cow manure on passion fruit vines. Right. And I would like to know whether you use fresh, mature or well-matured or liquid. Uh, look, I do you not buy it by the bag? No, I've got my own cows. Oh, you've got a cow. Oh, gosh, this is an interesting program today, geese and cows. Um, Look, I think you need to let it uh, dry out a little bit. You wouldn't put it on fresh. Right. You know, just, you know, we'll let it break down a little bit. Or you could put it on in liquid form. You could mix it up when it's fresh in liquid form. Yeah, put it it in a bucket and let it... um... Yeah, but you shouldn't go that way. Yeah, but you should still be a little bit careful because, you know, it's a bit... Can I use the word hot? Uh, yeah. When, when the cow uh, leaves it on the ground. might be having their lunch at this <laughs> time, time of day. The comes off it in the morning. Oh, does it? <laughs> well, OK, now we, we definitely have to let it dry out a bit, OK? All right. Yeah. Does that so, help you, Keith? Would it be matured or well matured? Like just just dried out, or well, or something that's starting to well and truly rot? Oh, look, I'd let it rot probably. Okay, Dave. I was just wondering whether I'd lose all the good nutrients out of it by letting it rot that much. Oh no, no, because you know when you buy it in bags, um, they that's part of the process. I've been to where they. Um, actually the a big company uh, bags all the kind of manures and they have them in a huge pile and um, they let that pile um, cool down so to speak so um, I think you definitely need to let it cool down you're welcome Keith nice talking to you bye 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 Oh, it's Gardening Talk back on 2 FM. If you've got any questions for Judy Sharp, you can give us a call, 49216216. And we've got Mick from Aberglashen, and he's got questions about bin dye and establishing a veggie garden. Good afternoon, Mick. How can I help you? Good Hello. afternoon. Hi. And Judy. Yes, it is, dear. Uh, uh, Mick, yeah, Mickey, how are you going? Very well, two, thank you. Uh, two questions. I've got a Sue Water Buffalo lawn. Yes. I've had that spread down for oh, seven, eight years. 
Now, I've got a rental, pro- there's a rental property next door who don't look after their lawn. What I want to know is, I've got a problem with, I've got, I was doing water my lawn yesterday and I noticed some bindi growing in it, which has never happened before. Would that be coming from the next door neighbours? Mm. After they uh, slash their lawn, they don't slash, they get someone in to slash it and mm. they just use a bloody uh, a snipper, and it's just all their, all their lawn clippings and that go over to my side and I've got to rake them up. So um, I'm just wondering if I'm getting that bindi from their side. This could be getting a bit of a legal question today. We need Scott on. Um, <laughs> I'm not worried. Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not worried about it that much. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm look, honestly, yeah, once Bindi goes to seed, it can become airborne. Uh, yeah. So if they weren't catching it in a catcher and disposing of it... Um, no, they yeah. yeah, that could no, be no, the problem, no. darling. So, no worries. And second question? Yeah. yeah. Now, second question is, um, I'm, I'm, my wife wants a uh, vegetable garden this summer, so I'm going to use a, uh, a an IBC, which is an intermediate bulk container, cut in half. Oh and yes, fill yeah. Up, and, fill, and fill them up with soil. Now, the bottom of them, the bottom of them IBCs have got to be drilled for drainage. Is that correct? I would imagine, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, no, that's 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 all I want to know because I, I don't think, yeah, because yeah, I wasn't quite sure if they had to, had to have drainage in them. Yeah, but you know what? Um, often when I made my veggie patch, I often put in grass clippings yeah. as well as the cow manure and the fertiliser. But yeah. if your grass has got the bindi, and I wouldn't put that in your vegetable garden, none of oh, your it's clippings. A, it's only a very small patch where the bindi is. It's oh, on, right. on, on, that, on that side where they, uh, where they slash their lawn. They're like, it's not all over my lawn. It's just, um, it's just on that side. I, I picked out about three trees there yesterday morning, and um, yeah, I just noticed that as I was watering it. Oh, no, it's just bloody bindi. Where the hell is that coming from? So, <laughs> Mick, do you, are we hoping they're listening to the program and that you're giving them a little <laughs> oh, hint? Right, oh, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of properties there that are not uh, not looking after their lawns, Judy. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. Okay, darling. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you, you for the call. No worries. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Mick. It's Gardening Talk back on to when you are FM. If you've got a question, 49216216. We've got Helen now from Wall's End, and she's got a question about roses. Hello, Helen. Hello. How are you doing, Judy? Oh, look, I'm struggling here today a little bit, you know. <laughs> okay, well, I'll try and make it brief. No, 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 you're fine. Please um, go ahead. I've got a few roses. I've got two in the ground and two in pots, right? I pruned them about three weeks ago. Now, the one in pots, the soil was a bit all cloggy and all the rest of it, so I dug it out a bit, put new fresh uh, soil in, then I gave it some sudden impact. Now, can I give that same ones in pot um, some uh, chook manure as well, or have I left it too late? No, you can never put it on them in pots, Helen. Okay. Yeah, I should have said that at the top of the program. It's for ground-growing roses. Oh, uh, um, okay. You might burn them in a uh, pot, but you can't go past sudden impact. Okay. It's incredible, yeah. Well, I've done, I've done that, so I'm safe with that. Okay. You are, dear, yeah, but you could give it to the ones in the ground. I realise that. I realise that, yeah, Judy. Yeah, Okay, then. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, Helen, hey. for the call. Bye. We've got Bernadette now from Maitland, and she's looking for a plant that she can pl- place in a south in a south facing spot with very little sun. I got there eventually. Oh, you did, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were struggling too. Uh, hello, Bernadette. Hey, Judy. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. And yourself? Yes, really well, thanks. That's wonderful, um, darling. 
My question is, we have a little garden in the front yard, or we've, we've dug out some plants and we want to replant something in the front yard, but it's a south-facing garden and it gets very... It gets no sun, pretty much. No sun, right. Um, so we kind of have a bit of a quandary as to what would be best to plant there. Well, my favourite plant at the moment, and they're all just starting to flower in my shady garden, are the cream clivias. Right. Have you seen... You know what a clivia is like. The, everyone yes. plants the orange, but yes. this is the creamy yellow, and they're magnificent. Mm-hmm. And uh, they will grow in total shade. Okay. And it does get heaps of sun in the summertime. It gets really hot in that area as well. Right, okay. Well, that presents a problem if you are getting sun in the summer. Um, Mm. Maybe the best way to go, uh, does it matter if it's something a little bit taller? No, well, it's it's about, one side of it's about about six metres long and about a metre wide. Um, And it backs onto the front of the house. So we've got like a, a, you can go up the stairs and there's a little porch so it could come up the brickwork right okay in that area well mm. have you considered say sasanqua camellias camellias no yeah well sasanquas grow in the sun and the shade mm-hmm. and that's what you're offering them so that could mm. be a good answer for you and you can okay. even hedge them if you wish to yeah okay and what about what about some little perennials in the front there do you think that they would cope with that or just to give it some colour. Yeah, well, see, the problem's going to be that um, you're going to have to choose very carefully because they're yeah. not going to like the the south in winter and the heat in no. summer. That'll yeah. be the problem. That's why yeah. the clivias would have been ideal. Would probably but, be the best there. Yeah, yeah, except they don't like that hot afternoon sun. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it's just a, right. it's a conundrum, isn't it? It, but, it, it um, really is, yeah. yeah. Because it's, a, it's a great space to have something there. But just to get that right mix of stuff is, is difficult. Yeah, well, you know the other plant that I use a lot in that kind of situation are gardenias. Okay. Mm. Rodeo. So, I love the smell of a gardenia. Oh, they'd be beautiful near your front porch, mm. but um, it would be a case, really, darling, of experimenting a little bit. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much for your assistance. You're quite welcome, Bernadette, and let us Have know what week. happens. Yeah, I will. Thank okay. you. I'll send you, uh, send you guys some photos. Oh, that'd be lovely. Thank oh, you. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank Bye. you. Bye. We've got time for a couple of more calls. We've got Glenn from Oyster Cove, and he has information about Bindi. Hi, Glenn. Oh, hello. It's uh, Glenn here, yeah. It's Judy, is it? It is, Glenn, yeah. Oh, I've got a, a reply to your uh, the lady and the gent that had bindi eye problems. Um, I find the best way to eradicate it is to sprinkle a little bit of sulphate of ammonia ah, on it. Ah, yes, the old-fashioned cure, Glenn. I forgot about that. Yeah, it gets rid of all your flat weeds and your clover and, yeah. and the bindi eye and everything. Um, what I usually do, I go over my whole lawn if it's uh, patchy and uh, and give it a, a light coat where I can just see where I've put it and then come back a week later and do it again, all the patches that I've missed. And um, seems to get rid of it pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I think um, yeah. our listeners' problem mainly is that they're right at the base of the roses. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, the sulphate ammonia might work if she's careful and doesn't overdo yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, also I think that most of it is uh, 
is um, you, you bring it into your yard on your thongs, on your shoes and stuff, and it gets, you know, it's the spiky part um, empowers itself on your thongs and things, and um, and it, it just dislodges and, and uh, spreads like that quite often, yes. you know. Yes, once they go to seed, unfortunately, that's the case, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, too, you have to be very clean with your mowing. A lot of people don't clean their mower after they mow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, that can be a big problem too. But, um, yeah. well, thank you for that. I, I had totally forgot about sulphate of ammonia. I think, yeah. I think because now, you know, it's only available in small amounts for an obvious reason. Um, yeah. Whereas once, everyone used it to get rid of their weeds. Yeah. And I usually buy it from grain and produce stores, you know, and look around and sometimes you can buy it, um, you know, in a bulk form. Oh, can you really? Oh. Yeah. We're um, not allowed to sell big bags, but... Um, uh, yeah, well, it's usually a mix of sulphate of ammonia and other things, you know, like... Um, but um, it still does the job. Yeah, well, that's good. Thank you for yeah. that info. That's wonderful. No problem. Thank yeah, you, Glenn. Okay, thank you. Thank you, See dear. You. Bye. All right, and the very last call for today, we've got Alan from Madawi, and he's got a, information about cow manure. Hello, Alan. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I've got um, an idea about that uh, cow manure. There was a bloke there earlier wanting to know how to put cow manure on the garden. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, about how how long he should leave it um, sit before he used it. Yeah. yeah, well, I used to... I had a farm up the valley... And I used to go out and pick up the dry cow pats with my ute. And I'd bring them back into the yard and lay a wheelie bin on its back and point the mulcher into it, put a face mask on and put the cow manure dry pats into the mulcher and it used to come, in, go, come out really nice and fine. Oh, that's a good idea. And I used to use it everywhere flowers, vegetables, as mulch, uh, dig it in. It didn't matter how. If I wanted cow manure, I'd just put it on it. It it was brilliant. Right. I think his problem might have been that he was going to put it on fairly quickly without letting it dry, I think. Yeah, well, if he's got a few cows, there'd be a lot of dry pat. Cow pats out in the paddock. <laughs> there would be too. Yeah, you can take the wheelbarrow out, fill the wheelbarrow up. That'll, you know, <laughs> do the job. Do you think? <laughs> as long as he's got a mulcher, that's the thing. And run it through the mulcher to break it right up. Yeah, well, I have a feeling he might have. Uh, he sounded yeah. like, um, you know, it was a good um, gardener. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you, Alan. We really appreciate your call, uh, dear. Okay, not a problem. Thank you, dear. Okay, bye. bye. Thanks, Alan. Judy Sharp, we are. Out of time, but I couldn't think of a better way to wrap up today's show.